If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, uh, talking Nebraska basketball as we know they're going to start around Thanksgiving. Um, Robin, and you teased us last week. We found the details out the day of tape, um, but... Fill our listeners in a little bit more because you obviously are going to know about as much about this as anybody right now. Um, more details, please, on the bubble tournament that will take place in Lincoln. Well, unfortunately, there's not much to report on that. I can say that the contracts for the potential teams uh, that would be playing in the tournament have been sent out. Uh, now it's a matter of getting those signed and returned. And then the other big hurdle is uh, establishing the third-party entity that will eventually take over control of operating this whole tournament because uh, you know Nebraska is not going to do it themselves. Uh, so they need a one of those outside you know multi-team event companies that basically puts those on to kind of take the reins and and you know take it over from there. So that's still in the process. Uh, you would hope that there'd be more information, um, some solid foundation stuff uh, coming out over the next at least week uh, just because we're closing in on the start of the season. You'd like to know what your schedule is going to be. Uh, but for right now, uh, last I've heard, it's still very early in the process. So time will tell on, on just how far that gets. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Let's talk Nebraska basketball, Robin. And you did get a chance to speak to a few of the players um, on a Zoom interview session here this week as they transition into their preseason practices because, you know, it, it feels like we're in August, but we're in October now, and you know their their game is less than two months away when they begin uh, playing. What was your big takeaway? Just getting a chance to number one, kind of get to know more players because that's kind of been an ongoing theme the last few years in Nebraska basketball: a new roster, new names, new uh, roles. What did you take away from this session? Well, one of the guys was a pretty familiar face around here, uh, Teddy Allen, uh, and then the other one was uh, Kobe Webster, the senior guard, uh, and so. Those two guys, it, there was no Coach Hoiberg or anything like that. It was just the two players. But when you pair uh, the selection of those two guys um, as kind of the representatives for the very first preseason per- <clears throat> I guess press conference, if you want to call it that, plus the fact that they were the two player representatives chosen uh, during Nebraska's uh, you know Black Lives Matter thing that they did a few weeks ago, it really speaks to kind of their positions in terms of leadership on this team on a Nebraska team that, like you said, is brand new and is still trying to figure out those types of roles. Like who is going to be your vocal leaders? Who are going to be the guys that are going to lead the way in practice on and, and off the court? Uh, and so right now it looks like Teddy Allen, Kobe Webster are very much in that conversation, if not two of the top leaders on this team, just 
by nature of the positions they've been put in. And uh, other guys that, you know, Teddy Allen mentioned, Derek Walker, uh, who sat out last year, the transfer Tennessee. from Tennessee. Uh, he's probably one of, if not the best vocal leader on the team. And so, you know, they have, I think, a good core of veteran players. That's kind of the trade-off you get with transfers. Uh, you get old in a hurry. And they have a lot of juniors and seniors on that roster that have played a lot of basketball, been through the grind before, not together, but, you know, in their own respective paths. And if they're able to kind of gel just as a cohesive unit, you know, that that experience and that leadership appears to be there far more so than it was a year ago in that hodgepodge roster. And I hate doing this, but to steal a P.J. Fleck analogy, I mean, you look at last year, Robin, and he, he called his first year a year zero. And, and realistically, this is really year one for Fred Hoiberg when you look at the time that he had to put together that first roster at Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, especially when you have you know Thor coming back, you have a Cole Rope coming back, you have uh, three sit-out transfers all coming back. So, I mean, there's at least some returning continu- continuity within that roster, and that's a big deal. I mean, last year it was Thor and Deshaun Burke, and that's it. And everybody else was brand new. Everybody was trying to do their own thing, and it never worked. So uh, that's kind of the, the difference between that year's last year's team and this year's team in the sense that not only are they a veteran experienced team, but they have guys that have actually been here. They spent a full year uh, in Fred Hoiberg's system. They understand uh, how things work, you know, in practice and in games. And so that I think is just a, a big step forward in itself that should help them. You know, I mean, there's not much further to go down, uh, take a step forward this year. Robin, give me your starting five today. Well, that fifth spot is one that I don't know yet, but right, and, and a lot of it too depends on Trey McGowan's uh, the transfer from Pitt. He obviously has applied for uh, a waiver to be immediately eligible this season, and the way that those are being granted over the past month or so, you really like his chances. Uh, but again, it's the NCAA, it's a waiver, and it's Nebraska. And it's Nebraska. So <laughs> you know, hold, you hold your breath on that. But uh, if he is eligible, uh, I've got Delano Banton, Trey McGowan's, Teddy Allen. Latman, and right now with that fifth spot, I'd like to say Ivan Wadrogo, uh, just because I mean he played a ton of minutes last year. Uh, he dropped 20, 25 pounds off his frame. He's a more explosive, dynamic athlete than he was a year ago. Uh, but then you also have Thorier Thorbian Arson, who is your by far your most experienced Big Ten player on the roster, who was by far your best three point shooter last season. And so, I mean, I think there's other guys, obviously Derek Walker, we mentioned, uh, will have a say in that. So I think they have a lot of different combinations. Quality those, seven. Those first four, I think, are, especially if Trey's eligible, uh, as close to being locks in the starting lineup for me right now. And then it's just a matter of maybe who they play and, you know, who really shines over these next few months of practice. And then we, we were talking about this off-air, uh, in-state, non-conference rivalry games and, and their chances. And a big storyline this week was Louisville and Kentucky kind of having a squabble about getting that game scheduled. And Kentucky was being very high-maintenance and difficult, but finally agreed to a date that worked for John Calipari um, to, to get the game on the calendar. Now, Creighton and Nebraska, Robin – I don't get the sense either side is really too eager. I'm sure Creighton would, too, but do you get the sense Nebraska would be okay if they didn't have to play Creighton this year? Well, I mean, just considering the teams right now, probably. Uh, but a lot of it just has to do with uh, you know how the schedules are shaping up right now because we talked about Nebraska trying to play that uh, multi-team event here in, in Lincoln. Well, Creighton will not be a part of that because they're already uh, you know, signed on to play in that 
can't remember if it's Atlantis or whatever, but it's playing in Sioux Falls at the Pentagon. So they're going to do the Sioux Falls thing. Yeah, that's still on. And so, but Duke's not going there now. Yes, yeah, so Duke's going to do its own as well. Sounds like uh, in Durham. So anyway, uh, they're going to have you know those are three probably of your assuming seven allotted non-conference games uh, plus the Big Ten ACC Challenge. So there's four. So that leaves three open games on the seven-game non-con schedule that Nebraska should have to kind of do with what they want. And then it does Creighton, you know, they, they have other games they're playing as well. Uh, and so I think they're playing Kansas this year in Lawrence. And so, I mean, they already have a pretty daunting uh, non-conference slate. So we'll, do they want to maybe fill the rest of their schedules out with some buy games, maybe some home, get some home games. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of issues. We don't, we don't know the fan element. Yet. Yeah, there's a lot of issues to be determined. But, you know, if there was a year for them to put that series on pause, this might be it just because of the logistics involved in trying to figure out a schedule on sh- such short notice. When do you think we'll know the fan element? Right now, I mean, I wouldn't anticipate there being fans. I mean, obviously, especially if the, the Big Ten is making the decision, uh, you know, they're probably not going to go out of their way like they were with football to open things up. Uh, Especially indoors. But that can change, obviously. I mean, when you're talking about going past November, they're not going to start to November 25th. As we know, a lot can change from there with just the whole coronavirus situation. If progress is made, uh, even on a month into the season, maybe they'll open things up for the bulk of conference play. All right, when we come back, we will take your questions in the mailbag. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.